Welcome back, my friends, to the MailRite Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. This is episode number 98, and I have a special guest all the way from Australia, Jessica Nazarali, who is a business strategist and the creator and founder of It Girl Academy, It Girl Radio, and she's an author. How about that? Not only does she do a blog, but she wrote an ebook called Leaping the Ladder. Uh, and Jessica, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm really thrilled to be here. Well, and would you share, I mean, I gave you a pretty good intro there, but I'm sure that maybe yeah. you could fill in our listeners on a little bit more about you before I dive into the questions. Mm, sure. Um, so I started my business in 2011 and my business, um, what it is today, it's an online academy. So I do lots of consulting, coaching and run digital certification programs in the business space but then also in the coaching and um, I guess mindset and personal development space as well. And um, my business really came about from um, following the need of the market. I started off as a blogger. I know you, you have a blog as well. Yes. And um, I found it was a great way to connect with um, my audience and uh, build a, a following that way. And it was from really listening to what people wanted and needed that I then um, started, I guess, coaching and I moved into the coaching space. And then over time, my business has kind of grown and developed um, over the past six years and to move into, you know, more of the uh, digital courses and online certifications. So it's fun. It's exciting. I think whenever you um, start a business or start a venture, you kind of never know where you're going to end up. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's been fun so far. Well, and let me take you back because you kind of skipped over one of the things that I found interesting about your background. And um, so, as you as you state, um, you came out of uh, the university, um, graduated, mm -hmm. um, and you were working in business development. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, that was correct. Yep. And uh, you were selling software. Yeah, so I started off in recruitment and then I actually pitched my boss. <laughs> um, I found like he was advertising a job and I remember speaking to him and I was like, wow, this job sounds way better than what I was doing at the time. So I pitched him on my lunch hour if I could have an interview and he said yes. And then I, um, yeah, I was selling um, reward and recognition software to Fortune 500 companies for about three years. So the oh, likes wow. of like Ford and Cisco. Um, it was a really good experience. I think sales is a great background to have because whatever industry you're in, you're, you know, you're selling something. So it, um, it really taught me a lot. And then I, from there, I made the transition out into my business. Now, were you doing that all from Australia and just selling online or were you actually traveling? Um, I was traveling throughout Australia. I wasn't traveling internationally, but I, um, yeah, for people who are familiar with Australia, I had kind of the Sydney territory, then Melbourne and Brisbane. So it was like a one hour flight. It wasn't a lot of travel, but a little bit. Okay. So, and then at some point though, um, I remember reading uh, about you that you were kind of starting to go a different direction with your life and you started mm. a health blog. Is that right? Yeah. So the, the blog I started was a health and wellness blog. And I started blogging because I wanted to, um, I guess, connect with people. And I felt like what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis, um, while I loved my boss, like I'm still friends with him and I loved my team, I felt like um, 
the sales cycle was so long <laughs> that it wasn't, um, I don't want to say it wasn't rewarding, but it just took a long time to really see your hard work pay off. You know, sometimes it would be a year would be early. Sometimes it'd be 18 months or two years. And I remember I had left my job and like, I don't know, a year later, this big account closed. And like my boss told me, cause I'd been working on it in the uh, beginning. Oh. I was like, Oh great. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, because it was such a drawn out sales cycle. It just, it, yeah, you, you weren't getting that recognition till quite some time. And I really wanted to do something where I was dealing, you know, firsthand with people who were getting benefit from what I was sharing. So that's what I quite liked about blogging that, you know, you could share an article and get a positive response right away. And yep. I just thought, you know, if I write an article and it, it helps somebody through their day in, in, a, some, in some small way, that for me um, just felt like a lot of meaning at the time because I was kind of at a place where I didn't feel like I had that in my um, job on a day-to-day -day basis. But now your blogging kind of blew up into what became your coaching. And my question is, as a fellow blogger, what, what, mm. what was your regimen? Like what, what, what was your, what were the habits you developed to get yourself to a point where you had that level of interaction with people where they took you out of blogging to the next thing in life? Uh, can mm. you talk about your blogging process a little? Sure. So I blogged, uh, I was blogging five days a week for 18 months. Um, I was very consistent mm. and um, it, I was just really focusing on giving value. And I think that's important if you're, you know, social media, blogging, um, building a relationship with your community. If you're consistent and you're regularly showing up, people will start to pay attention. And obviously if you have good content as well, that's very important. Um, so I did that. I was, you know, showing up five days a week for 18 months and then how many hours a day would you do? Oh gosh. Um, it was taking me probably to write a blog post. It depended on the blog post, but you know, two to three hours. I mean, okay. I got quicker over time in the beginning. I took so long cause I didn't really consider myself a great writer either. Um, so it was taking me a while. I would say on average, probably two hours. Okay. But still not, a, not, a, not your whole day. So, I mean, it, you no. still, what, were, what else were you doing in parallel with this blogging? What, what else was keeping you busy or bringing in the income? So in the beginning, not like I, um, when I just had my blog, I wasn't really making all that money, that much money. I had my day job, which was, um, I was still working my day job while I was okay. blogging. So that was supporting me in that way. And then I would have some sponsored posts on my blog. Okay. Um, and I was getting sent lots of, you know, amazing free <laughs> you know, tickets to events and, um, you know, cooking appliances and stuff like that, which was fun. It obviously wasn't paying the bills, but I guess it was recognition in some way and it was exciting in the beginning. Um, but how it turned into a business was after 18 months of blogging, people started to reach out to me and say, well, Jess, you know, you've built a following in this space. I'm a health coach. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm in the beginning. Most of my clients were in the blogging. Um, were in the health arena cause that was the space I was in. Right. And they said, um, I'm looking to develop a blog cause I want to, um, get clients for my business. And can you help me with that? So that is really how I started coaching. And now today I coach, and not just people in the health and wellness space across multiple different industries. 
Um, I've coached a few real estate agents in the past as well who have their own company. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, which was fun. And, um, but yeah, that's essentially how I started coaching. Okay. So, and I want to dive into the, um, the details of it in a minute, but, but for the broad strokes on the coaching, um, how did it go from, uh, maybe you came out of the blog and you were coaching a few people that had asked you to do so to, Mm -hmm turning it into it girl. Mm, mm. It was, it was a gradual process. It was a, yeah, it was definitely a gradual process. So to kind of talk through the progression, um, I was collecting emails, which is obviously very important, no matter what business you're in, collect people's email addresses. And so I had been doing that with my blog, not really having a reason per se, but I was told to do it. So I did it. And then when I finally had this offer, I had something to email my list. I said, um, a number of people have reached out to me. They've been interested in having coaching to support themselves so they can learn how to grow a following to attract clients to their business. Um, I, you know, I have this special offer. I emailed my list and I got about 20 clients very Uh quickly. Yeah. Um, Because I had a list of about 2000 people at the time. And so within about a period of four months, I was um, booked. Well, I had about 20 clients, so I couldn't take on any one-on-one clients because anymore because I was still working my job. Um, and then it was really a progression of looking at how I was working with those clients and what, you know, what were their challenges, what were their you know, goals and desires. And then I realized, okay, my current coaching package was a little bit small, so I made it bigger. Um, then I find then about six, seven months after I first started initially coaching, I got to the stage where I could quit my job, um, because I had kind of proven my business model and my business was at the stage where it was actually hurting me still having my job because I didn't have enough time to work on my business. So that's when I quit my job. And for about a year, I just did one-on-one coaching because I think that's, um, it's important. It was kind of a great way to um, get an understanding of, you know, what my clients were struggling with in a, a one-on-one setting. And then the following year, that's when I kind of started rolling out more of my group programs and certifications mm. after I had, you know, really spent a lot of time coaching people one-on-one. Um, so that was the progression. What, what gave you the confidence or, or wh- what training did you fall back on to start coaching people? Uh, I mean, mm. obviously in the beginning, um, it was probably more grassroots, but as it got more formalized, I'm sure people were um, checking you out more and, and uh, doing their own due diligence. So w- what gave you that ability to, to jump in with both feet and, and quit your mm. job on top of that and go full yeah. time? So I took, um, over the years, I've taken three coaching certification programs. One okay. was a master coach certification program. And from doing that, that's how I came up with the idea of um, launching my own certification program, Coaching Mastery, right. which doesn't just cover coaching, but also teaching, consulting, and mentoring. Because I really feel having both the coaching and more of the advice giving modalities, that's what really helps people to get the best results for their clients. Um, so I definitely had training behind me. And I think when you're, you know, doing anything new, it's important to, you know, get training or get support or have a mentor or someone who you can learn from. Because yeah, like you said, it didn't really, like it was, it was new to me. I'd sold software before, but I hadn't, um, 
worked in this type of way. So I, I definitely had support. Um, yeah, from taking those certifications. I also worked with um, a business coach early on mm. um, just to kind of help me to stay accountable and focus, I guess, on what I, what I should be doing. Yep. So, yeah, that really helped in the beginning. Well, you brought up something that I was going to ask you, but I'm going to change the question. I was going to ask you if, if you yourself got a coach, but yeah. do, you, do you seek out mentors and coaches in your life today? Mm. Yeah, I, I do. I definitely do. Um, for different areas. I mean, mm. at the moment, I actually, I don't have a business coach, but I have um, a mindset coach. Ah. And so um, if anyone's thinking like, what's a mindset coach? I guess um, kind of similar. I've, everyone kind of knows who Tony Robbins is. So it's kind yeah. of like that more like deep and transformational work, like working out, you know, what limiting beliefs do you have holding you back? Um, you know, what stories do you want to let go of so you can get to the next level? So it helps your business, obviously, but it's not, you're not looking at financials per se, like you're looking at your own, um, I guess, personal development. Right. Yeah. Well, um, and I, and I would imagine that that's kind of reassuring to your clients to know that you yourself invest still in coaching and mentorship. Uh, yeah, you yeah. practice what you preach. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk, let's talk about it, girl. Um, now, first of all, I have to ask, um, is it for women only? Men have taken my programs um, in the past. So okay. men definitely have. We're allowed? Um, <laughs> you're allowed. I just okay. don't know if you... My marketing is obviously very much directed towards women. So okay. women and naturally... My marketing is towards women, but yes. some men have taken... Um, my courses and programs and they're welcome um, if they can get over the pink and obviously the fact that it's called it girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I could become a certified it girl. Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. You can. <laughs> nice. That'll be a conversation piece. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the company though. Like what inspired you to gear it towards women and mm-hmm. what were you trying to solve? I mean, was there a pain that you were seeing in women in business that you were trying to solve? Mm, that's a really good question. Yeah, I get asked this a lot. Like, why do I market towards women? Because I could market to both men and women. Right. And the reason I decided to gear my marketing towards women is because I find that um, women face, um, to a certain degree, some different challenges to what men do. And I felt because I'm obviously a woman and I've gone through the process I can tailor my courses and programs towards that. So, um, and it's funny, my, I work with my husband. So he says, well, men do, do have some of the similar things as well. And I said, yes, of course. But I think women can really, um, you know, just go into a lot of fear and self-doubt. Yeah. And, you know, not to say that men don't either, but like women can stay in that place for six months and like literally like not take action and, I think I do a lot of work with women around like their self-esteem okay, um, and getting them to a place where um, they do feel confident to go out and achieve their dreams. They do feel like they deserve whatever it is that they are working towards. So um, I do do quite a bit of um, mindset work in my programs as well. And um, of course, like, yeah, you know, men go through that as well and it probably would be applicable to them to a certain degree. But um I just find that, yeah, because I've obviously been through the process myself and I know what it's like. I can tailor, you know, specific issues that I know women definitely do have to them. And then if men are uh, 
having those challenges as well. Like I said, they're welcome to take the program. But um, as, I, as I've mentioned before, I just, yeah, it was a decision that I made and it's, um, I think it's worked well. I do have some colleagues that um, target both men and women. And it is, um, if in the future, I do like the idea of having programs that have both. It would be obviously under a different brand name. Sure. Um, but yeah, for now, I'm just going to focus on. Yeah, well, do, do, you, do you think, I mean, it's 2017, but do you, mm. do you think women are still dealing with the, the double standard in the glass ceiling? Is that still pretty prevalent in business? I mean, I think so. Like if you look at the the salary gap, I mean, it's still there, right? Yeah, If you look sure at is. how many women are CEOs or, or members on boards, I mean, it's still it's still there, right? So I, mm. I think it would be ignorant to say that the issue is completely gone when obviously those factors are still, are still there. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, for women starting businesses, you're kind of dealing with a different um, kettle of fish because it's, you're kind of dealing with your own demons to a certain extent. Sure. Um, not exactly, n- not necessarily a coworker. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's still definitely there, right? You know, 60 years ago, women weren't allowed to vote. <laughs> and yeah. now, um, you know, we can be CEOs, we can be board members, we can run businesses, but it's that feeling of, well, can we do it? And do we deserve to do it? That I think can hold a lot of women back. You know, it's funny because I've, I've worked in so many different um, industries. I've, I've been in the sheet metal workers union where it's all men um, mm. to real estate. Uh, as a real estate agent, I'm in a female dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was brought in under my grandmother and my mom. So for me, wow. I've been a little ignorant to that because in, in my household, the, the women were in charge. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> my, my, yeah. my folks uh, divorced when I was early, young. And so mm-hmm. I was used to being around um, a, a, a very um, uh, entrepreneurial and um, dominant mother um, and, and a strong-minded sister. So um, but you get out into the real world and you realize, you know, especially even just the comments you hear um, behind closed doors, so to speak. Um, mm. What do you think it's going to take to, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, coaching systems and, and training like you offer mm. helps um, uh, push women forward in confidence. I mean, but what's it going to take? Like, what are, the, what are the big issues in that confidence? Like, where is that conf- lack of confidence coming from that you're, you're trying to help them with? Yeah, that's, that's a really powerful question. Um, and I think for each person, it, it comes from a different place, right? So if somebody listening to this right now feels like they're lacking in confidence, lacking in belief in themselves, um, and then that obviously then translates out into the world, um, I recommend that you spend some time working, you work out yourself, like where does it come from? Right. Because it could come from your mom, it could come from your dad, it could come from something that happened in primary school, it could come from, uh, it could come from like a past relationship. So, um, and a really simple exercise is simply to you know grab a pen and paper, grab like a book, and um, you can write down like just right at the top of the page. Um, why do I feel that I lack in confidence? And then 
you know, take some time to check in with yourself and just like write, like don't edit yourself, just really see what like comes out onto the page. And you'll be surprised at what comes up. You know, it could be a memory, like I said, from 20 years ago that like you're still really holding on to. It could be something that happened most recently. I think when you have awareness of around, okay, well, I'm holding on the story. I'm holding on to this story from childhood. Right. It actually doesn't really serve me anymore. And actually it's holding me back from being visible, um, closing that sale, um, going for that promotion, starting that business. When, um, when you have that awareness, then you can actually do something to change it. Um, if you don't have that awareness, you can just be feeling, okay, well, I don't feel confident. I'm lacking in like belief that I can really do this. But if you can't kind of pinpoint why that is, it can be very hard to, to actually change. Yeah, so that would be... You bring it yeah. to business with you. It's something, I mean, do you find that most of the time it's something from their past, uh, like you were saying, a relationship mm. with their parents and, and they're just carrying it with them and, it, and then it shows up in business in different ways? Yeah, definitely. I, I find it's um, usually a lot from childhood. So, yeah. you know, a lot from, say, under 12 and then maybe some stuff that like maybe happened in middle school or high school um, that you can be still really holding on to yep. and it's affecting you today. And it's crazy because it's like, okay, well, I've done so much to get to <laughs> where I am. But then there's like one conversation or, you know, a bully from primary school or something is like still um, really preventing you from moving forward. Yeah, so I would it, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I belong to a CEO mastermind group and I'm always amazed. I'm sitting around a table full of men and women that have bigger university degrees than I do and um, they own bigger companies than I do. But when we go around the table, um, you start hearing the problems and it's like, wow, I've had that problem or I can relate to that problem. Everyone at their core, they have some basic relatable problems. And I I think I see that in that group too, that until you get past that um, or resolve that may be a better choice of words. Um, you're going to continue to deal with that as a limitation or a limiting belief, at least in mm. business. So I, I think it's great that people come to coaches and mentors like yourself and, and, um, realize that that's probably the starting point, even though they probably want to dive into how do I make a million dollars this year? Um, yeah. you're taking them back to where they're going to resolve the issue first so they can make maybe $10 million if they, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, We're going to take a quick break for our uh, sponsor and then we'll come back and ask some more questions. And I want to let our listeners know again, if you're just joining us, you're uh, listening to me, Thomas J. Nelson. I'm a residential realtor here in San Diego, California, where I'm never too busy for your referrals. And my special guest today is the one and only Jessica Nazarelli with uh, It Girl, or I should say not with, but the founder and creator of It Girl. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. All right, we're coming back and we're going to dive into some more questions with Jessica. Uh, Jessica, I wanted to ask you now, um, It Girl itself, um, I was looking at your website and you offer 
coaching mastery courses, business mastery, and personal. So mm -hmm. the coaching mastery, are you teaching people actually how to become their own co coaching business? Yes, I'm teaching people how to become a certified coach. Okay. So I'm helping them to learn how to work with clients so that they can help um, their clients overcome blocks, limiting beliefs, um, and to really create the life they want. So that's coaching mastering. Um, yeah, I can well, go on if you want. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you on that too. Uh, are, yeah. are you able to train people how to be a coach in any field or is it in certain fields? That's a great question. So we have um, a variety of different specialization tracks. So we have health, wellness, business, marketing. Um, what else do we have? Career, mindset, confidence, sales. Um, so yeah, quite a variety. We've got, I think about 10 in total. Okay. Now, yeah, are, so you, are you doing all the training or do you have other coaches that work with you? Um, I have other guest experts as well. So yeah, okay. it's not just me because obviously... Um, I have experience in sales, but I haven't been a sales coach. So I have a sales coach expert who takes, um, that part of the course. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and earlier I, I, I felt like I cut you off. Were you going to say anything else about the coaching aspect? Um, no, okay. <laughs> that's fine. And Continue on. <laughs> so the business mastery then, and yeah. that that's for someone that owns their own business already or wants mm -hmm. to start a business or both. Um, it's for both. So it's for people who maybe they have a business, but they're not getting the number of sales clients and referrals that they want. So they're looking to really kick things up a notch or people who are just starting out. It's for people who want a steady stream of customers and clients and they are open to using online marketing strategies to get those clients. Okay. So, do you, yeah. see, do you see a common thread in people that come to you with business challenges? Like, now, we've discussed, you know, obviously they need to get past the, 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 what they're carrying with them, their baggage or their head trash. But mm -hmm. beyond that, like, do you see some common uh, challenges that most entrepreneurs hit you with, like your top mm. five type of thing? Yeah, I mean, it is probably like, how do I get more clients, right? Everyone wants more sales. Everyone wants more clients. So lead generation, lead generation. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the number one. Um, number two would be like, how do I make more money without working more myself and like uh, making my life easier? Right. So putting in place um, some structure and systems. Because yep. I usually find that people will, it's like, ah, oh, I want leads. Like I want clients. I want referrals. They'll get that happening. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I have too many. Well, not, <laughs> not too many, but I've got a lot, which is great. But now I don't know how to organize my time. And now my backend systems aren't set up and everything's crazy. Um, so I'd say that's probably then the next challenge after the not having enough leads. Um, and then after that, I would say probably, yes, scaling. Scaling in a way, like I mentioned before. So yeah, you know, you can continue to get lots of leads, but you have the system set up so you can work with more people. Um, you can hire people so you're not having to do all the work as well. Um, yeah, that would probably be the, so yeah, getting sales and getting the system set up and then being able to scale and still have a life yeah. in the process as your business grows. So you help people with boundaries. Would that be fair to say? I do actually. Yeah, I do. Um, boundaries as in 
how people kind of interact with their clients and you know what isn't isn't acceptable so to speak as yeah. well as you know having the actual systems and structures set up so yeah, yeah. there is it, a process <laughs> i would imagine for most at least commission-based sales um, but definitely in real estate the biggest challenge i see that just eats people alive is they never shut down they never put down the tools they yeah. never take time off and they they just feel this constant obligation to answer the phone every mm. time they get a call or a text and I think that's one of the number one reasons people burn out in real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a growing from 80 to 90% failure rate in, in the United States. Wow. Um, that is to say that the agent that gets his license today in four years when it's time to renew that license, 80% of those people will never be around to do so. And the majority of them in the first year is when they quit. Mm. And it's as you were talking about, uh, they, they don't know how to generate leads. When mm -hmm. they get them, they don't know how to manage their time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then if they do manage to get it going, they, um, their, their home life suffers. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so, you know, then they're successful at work, but their marriage is falling apart or the kids don't know who they are, you know. And mm. then, yeah, so it's that constant, I mean, what, what would you share from your expertise? Like what, what's a good way for people to find – I'm not going to call it balance, uh, mm. but it's a balancing act because it's never true balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, what, 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 can you share some advice you may give some of your clients mm. when they're struggling with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's a really great question. Um, I would say it's about, you know, getting your priorities straight. So mm -hmm. working out, okay, well, what actually are your priorities? Um, obviously, yes, you know, it's, your clients and bringing in sales but if you are married or in a relationship or if you have children um you know what what is number one ultimately or you know okay it, even if they're not what well, number one they can be number two but not like they can't be a huge gap between number one and number two right right so i think people actually just don't take the time to work out what their priorities are and like what what is important to them like is their health important to them right. is there you know are their relationships important to them and if they're saying yes but then you look at their calendar and they're not actually mm. planning in time to go to the gym to make sure there's healthy food at home to spend time with their partner to spend time with their kids it, it's not going to happen um for busy people just like really scheduling everything i think works well so it's like okay Friday night between six and nine, we're going to go out to dinner and I'm going to leave my phone at home and I'm just going to spend time with you. Like something as simple as that can be a game changer. And like the phone's not going to go anywhere. You can respond to emails and phone calls and texts later on. Yep. Um, but yeah, working out what your priorities are and then making sure your calendar actually reflects those priorities and not, yeah, my relationship is a priority, but if you look at your calendar, you haven't done anything to prioritize it within the last month. So it's like, well, actually, it's not a priority because your calendar dictates what is your priority ultimately. Yep, that's sage advice. I mean, you, you're, you're reminding me, and I'm, I'm probably going to misquote, but it was someone like Zig Ziglar or one of the big gurus that said, you know, show me your calendar, show me your checkbook, and I'll tell you your priorities. Totally. Yeah. Yep. See, yep. You're nailing it. I, I think that's true. And I mean, so if, if it is a priority, it should be 
on the calendar and protected. It, it, you know, you have to honor it. It's one thing to write it down. It's another thing to actually honor it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's uh, not on your calendar, it won't happen. Right. <laughs> it, just, it just won't. I, I find if it's not written down, whatever it is, a goal, an appointment, it, it, in my brain, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had that experience actually just this morning. We had um, somebody coming over to show our apartment and it wasn't in my calendar. And I'm like, oh my God, like that, <laughs> like literally if it's not in, and my husband was like, I told you. And I was like, oh, like in future, can you please be like, just add it to your calendar or can you like send me a meeting invite. Cause literally like, yeah, he told me, did I do anything with it? No. So I, yeah. I forgot it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I, my wife thinks I'm nuts because I, I ask her to email me things or, or uh, text me things that we just got done talking about on the phone. But if I'm in the car or something, it, it's, it's out of my brain the second I hang up. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I think it's also about knowing yourself and knowing, you know, like, like I always say the people I hire, cover my weaknesses. I hire my weaknesses. Yeah. But, and I also have to just do what it takes, um, to make sure that the stuff gets in the calendar, even as ridiculous as saying, I know we just spoke, but email it to me or text me it. So I remember to put it in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I want to, um, come down to Now we kind of touched on personal mastery already, but that is another component. Mm -hmm. So if people don't necessarily want to come to you to become a coach or to work on their business, they can still come to work on their personal life. Is that correct? Yeah, to really help them, um, I guess, go to the next level in their, in their mindset, really. So okay, to break through whatever barriers um, that they may have that are preventing them from you know, having the success that they want, whether that's, you know, finding a loving relationship, being you know, a goal weight, having the success they want in their business, because, um, yeah, there can be, you know, you can have the best business strategies, you can have the best sales system. But like I mentioned before, if you have um, a self-belief issue, a confidence issue, if you have something which is holding you back that you're not addressing, the best sales closing skills, the best marketing isn't going to overcome that. Um, so, yeah, personal mastery is for anyone who feels like they are, I guess, blocked in a certain way or something's right. holding them back from going to the next level in some area of their life. And they're wanting to dig a little bit deeper to work out, you know, what exactly that is and how they can overcome it. Have you um, had people go through more than one of those uh, mastery programs? Yeah. I mean, I have people that go through all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So they... Yeah. They go personal business and then eventually they decide, hey, I want a coach. Um, so I'm just thinking of somebody recently who joined all three. So, yeah, she joined Business Mastery. Then she took Personal Mastery because she knew there was some um, other areas that they wanted to work on. And that's a smaller course as well. And then she's recently joined Coaching Mastery. So, Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask an obvious question, but just to be clear to our listeners, um, each one of these mastery programs is a different experience as far as what they're learning and what they're addressing. Totally, totally. Yeah. So coaching is around coaching skills, business is around business building. We do address some of the mindset in there as well. And then personal mastery is around just mindset, overcoming blocks, confidence, self-esteem, that type of thing. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, and, and um, is, um, or, well, let me just ask this. What is Divine Living Academy? Is that different than the, per, than the personal uh, mastery? Yeah, so that was um, a coaching certification program I took a few years ago. Oh, you took? Okay, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was. I, you have a ton of bio, and I was uh, doing a lot of homework on you, and I, I thought that was something that you um, offered, but that's something that you took. Yes. To, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then let's shift gears, and I want to ask you about your um, your nonprofit, um, mm. the uh, It Girl International. Can you tell me a little about that? Because that was pretty exciting when I read about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I started It Girl International uh, last year after I found out a statistic, a statistic which I found quite shocking, and mm. that is 70% um, of the women in the world live under the poverty line. Yep. And I was, that just really blew my mind as I guess, you know, someone who lives in a Western country, you know, you just don't get exposure to that. Right. And, um, you know, I love my clients and I love my programs, but, you know, let's be honest, the people who are taking them are people who can obviously afford to invest in that level. Right. And so I think, you know, it's, it's really powerful somebody, you know, stepping into their powerfully or you know going out there and creating a business or becoming a coach i think that's great but the quality of their life is already quite high in comparison with a lot of women around the world like let's let's be honest if they have that money to invest they're obviously not doing too badly right and then i really thought about um there's women out there who could probably really use programs like this but they don't have the means to be buying one of these courses. Like it's right. just not possible with the amount of money they make. Um, so I decided to create a course, which is completely, it's complimentary to take. And um, it helps women to make three to $5 an hour online through becoming a freelancer or a virtual assistant doing, you know, graphic design work or assistant work online really. And Three to five dollars an hour doesn't seem like a lot, but say for somebody in the Philippines, like that completely changes their life. Right. And they can work from home, so they can be, you know, close to their kids. It's almost like if you're making that amount of money in the Philippines, you're making an equivalent over here, like a six figure salary. Wow. So you're, you know, you're doing well. Right. Um, now, how, do you so reach, how do you reach, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how do you reach these people and, and how many countries are you reaching right now? So at the moment, we, we've chosen to start off in the Philippines okay. just because um, it was kind of close to Australia. Um, they're also quite tech savvy. Okay. Um, so it was not, um, yeah, you're not kind of needing to teach the tech and then also teach this as well. It was it just seemed like an easy, one, of an easy, one of the easiest markets to test this out in and then we can expand into others. Makes sense. Um, so at the moment, yeah, we're in the Philippines. Um, and how we reach uh, the people over there is we actually went over there to launch the program in July last year. So oh, we wow. met, yeah, we met a lot of people on the ground and kind of got connected with organizations that can help put us in touch with people. Um, Yes, that was essentially how how we got started. What's what's the uh, response been like, or do you, do you have you had any success stories from it yet? 
Mm. So yeah, we've had um, some, some great success stories. Um, we've had women go from, you know, working in a call center to being able like to creating um, a business where they're working from home, where they can be around, you know, their children. They're not yep. having to commute for like two hours a day. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Like that is really powerful to hear stories like that. Cause the, um, the people over there who work in call centers, um, they're also typically working us time. So that's like their evening. Um, they also have to work public holidays. So you heard these stories of people who used to work in call centers and it was like, yeah, I never got Christmas off. I never could spend Christmas with my kids cause I always had to work. Um, if there's a cyclone happening in, um, in the Philippines, which happens quite often, like they still have to somehow get to work, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. 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 It's not like, no, 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 stay home. It's not safe. It's like, no, no, no. Like you have to somehow work out how to get here. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we take so much for granted. I swear. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. So well, that's amazing that you're impacting and improving their lives like that. Um, I, I, I really liked reading that about you. It's always good to see when people are doing well and then they start doing community outreach and giving back and that's, that's global. So that, that's, um, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a cool thing that you were doing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as is the case with my guests that really rock it, um, we're running out of time already and I can't believe how quick this time's going. I want to ask you a few more questions real quick, just of you personally. Um, mm. These are my desert island questions. So um, okay. what, what's the one book that you would grab that's inspired you the most or that oh. you would recommend to someone uh, that came to you for a book suggestion? Oh my goodness. Um, in my courses, I have like a, a really long book recommendation based on like different categories. Gosh, only to choose one. Um, I really love the book Leveraging the Universe. Oh. Um, it's by Mike Dooley. Have you heard of it? No, I, this is why I love no. asking this question. I, I learned so many book recommendations from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about, um, I guess, like being in flow um, with quote unquote the universe or just I guess in the way that the world works and not kind of going against it. It's hard to explain um, but I, it's kind of to do with um, manifesting but in much more of a practical, uh, impractical terms like it's not right. super woo woo by any um, <laughs> case of the imagination. Uh, so I really love that book in terms of if you're just looking for more flow and alignment with your life. Um, okay. I would recommend that. I appreciate the recommendation. Mm -hmm. All right. So next question is uh, song. What's the song that pumps you up when you need a lift? <laughs> um, I really like Drake. Any ah. Drake song I really like. <laughs> okay. And he's doing quite well these days, isn't he? <laughs> I know. He's doing so well. <laughs> All right. And uh, what's the movie that you watch the most that inspires you? Mm, movie that I watch the most. Or if, you, if you're flipping channels, you can't help yourself. You've seen it a hundred times, but you're going to watch that movie again. Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, I really like Mean Girls, which is <laughs> a Lindsay Lohan <laughs> movie. It's a Tina Fey movie, so it's like funny, yeah. it's well written. Um, I just like it because I just it's like lighthearted and it's it's 
actually has a good moral to the story. I yeah. Think, as well. Um, so yeah, that would if it was on, I'd be like, oh, why not? So the it <laughs> girl again. likes mean girls. <laughs> I know that sounds really ditzy, doesn't it? Um, yeah, let's just go with that one. <laughs> um, and then, do you do you um, do uh, professional speaking? Do you travel and and speak from stage and educate people? Mm, I do. I am host a lot of my own events, um, and then in Australia, I guess the speaking circuit is not say as big as in the US. I was in the US a lot for the past two years. And so I did quite a bit of speaking over there. Okay. It's not really quite the same as as in Australia, but I, I, um, yeah, I, I've hosted, uh, I host typically my own events over here. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's what I was getting at is to find out if you've been over here and, um, mm. and uh, so when you, in your travels to the United States, where did you enjoy the most? What was uh, one of your favorite places to visit? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been to San Diego a few times. There you go. Probably three times. Um, I love New York. I do really yeah. like LA as well. Where else is, have I been? Um, Austin. Been up to San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. Oh, you're naming Miami. a lot of good ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no, I, I love the States. My husband's Canadian as well. So we're, we go to like North America quite a bit. All right. Well, I want to thank you for, uh, we, we went international with this show a while back with our Canadian guests, but you are by far the furthest away we've ever had a guest from. So thank you for joining us from uh, Australia, from Sydney, Australia. Um, folks, you've been listening to uh, a wonderful guest, Jessica Nazarelli. Uh Again, she's with uh, the It Girl Academy and It Girl Radio. Um, and she's got a fantastic blog and ebook and tons of information on the website. But if people wanted to reach out to you and maybe they can't make that phone call over to Australia, what are some other ways they can reach out to you online? Sure. Um, so you can go to itgirlacademy.com. So that's okay. where you're going to see like all my courses and programs. Uh, you can also go to jessicanazarali.com, um, okay. which is my own personal website. And then, if you just Google Jessica Nazarelli, you'll see all my social media platforms and channels. Okay. Um, I'm the only Jessica Nazarelli in the whole world. So, <laughs> great for SEO. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, main, fa- uh, is it Facebook or what's your main social media? Um, probably Facebook or Instagram. Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, you've been an, an exciting guest and uh, I wish we had more time because I had a few more questions to get to, but I want to respect your time as well. And uh, just thank you for uh, joining us today. And we appreciate the information you shared. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. All right, folks. We'll see you next week on the MailRite Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. Don't forget to subscribe and download off of iTunes and Stitcher. And don't forget, we always love getting your comments. It lets us know how we're doing. It also shows our guests that we're actually reaching an audience, so they want to come on and join (laughs) us. (laughs) So we'll see you next week on the MailRite Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. Bye-bye.